Good morning and welcome to Moneyball Minute. My name is Kirk Henderson. I'm editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyball.com and you are joining me uh, early in the morning on Friday, April 15th. Uh, We have a lot to get to today, even though the Mavericks haven't played in several days, so let's hop right to it. Um, The news from Thursday broke early, uh, basically right around 2 o'clock, where Sham Sharania of The Athletic reported that uh, Luka Doncic is expected to miss Game 1 versus the Jazz because of the calf injury. Now, this is an interesting story. Uh, Interesting in the fact that no one local has confirmed this, meaning... Your Tim McMahon, your uh, you know Tim Cato, your um, you know uh, Mark Steins, the 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 sort of you know Brad Townsend, Callie Kaplan, no one in the immediate Mavericks vicinity has been able to confirm what Shams is reporting through sourcing. Uh, so the, the optimist in you can hope that this is simply something that is wrong because, you know, just because he's expected not to play as of Thursday doesn't mean that he is necessarily out on Saturday. However, uh, in the information gathering business, I will, uh, particularly reporting, one of the reasons I don't do it <laughs> is there's just not a lot to be gained. Um, being first and being right about something, number one, people don't really remember, uh, they also tend to remember when you're wrong. Uh, so, so Shams putting his sort of news-breaking reputation out there for this uh, opted to, to go with this and, and, and feels pretty, you know, he has to feel confident in breaking this news. Breaking news is not easy. Um, yeah, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN has also, he's not tweeted anything, but on he's gone on television the past several days sort of noting... Um, that the that Luca was likely to miss time, and it's it's just sort of in stark contrast to the local coverage. Now, the argument can be made that that the Mavericks uh, could theoretically be just playing an information war, where certain people are you know leaking information to certain parties, national parties, and keeping local uh, people you know in the dark where, you know, kid keeps talking about Luka Doncic, uh, like he's in good spirits, like he's awaiting trial or something. It's very bizarre. The further we go along, you know, we're all reading into film, like it's the Pruder film or something, all sort of, uh, any photo there's Luka by the, by the squat rack. Wonder what that means. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of just losing my mind about it all, if I'm being honest, but, um, that's just the way these sorts of things go. I, I'm still hopeful that Luca plays, but I have kind of settled into the fact that I don't think he is going to play Saturday. Uh, it seems just unlikely and to a certain degree risky. If he's not healthy, there's an argument to be made that he might not be super effective. So we'll see where things go from there. There's three uh, Mavs Moneyball stories that I would like to to direct you to as well for the day. Um, Mike Tadow, um really put together a fantastic piece about the Mavericks sneak easy experience. It's it, it was it, it's you know it's an event the Mavericks host about sneaker culture. There's all sorts of things that go on in this event. Some art, photography, like it's really there were a lot of people. Um, 
that spoke at the event, you know, uh, Jalen Brunson, Michael Finley, Nico Harrison, uh, DJ Poison Ivy, the Mavericks DJ was, was there. It was, you know, he, I don't really want to spoil the story, but Mike just did an incredible job with photos and with the ability to tell this story. And I'm really proud and glad that he went and wrote it. And I would like for you to click in the show notes and go read it yourselves. The second story that I really liked was uh, one of our editors at Mavs Moneyball, uh, Jordan Brodess, had been joking in our Slack channel for the better part of the week about what the Mavericks should do in terms of the information war. Just And his suggestion was that they go increasingly more ridiculous where, you know, for example, he says Luca pictured hobbling into a sur- surgical center with a boot back on and then 45 minutes later leaving the surgical center with two boots on. Just like in a, he, he puts out, it's, it's a funny article where he's essentially suggesting that the Mavericks should go absolutely crazy with sort of the information. Um, just and, and, you know, just have some fun with it because we're all so tense. I mean, the Mavericks aren't going to do this, but it made me laugh and I enjoyed it. Um, the third story was one written by Josh Bowe. Um, and Josh, you know, Josh is one of our best writers. In fact, I'm kind of of the opinion that Josh is the best Mavs writer that it is in the, the Mavs media sphere. Um, that includes national writers. But he, you know, in December, Josh and I were reasonably down on the Mavericks. They were 500 and under 500 for a significant part of the month. And Josh wrote about how much fun this season became once the Mavericks got things together, you know, after that really bad Kings loss uh, later in the month. And, you know, Josh is always great at writing a healthy mix of, of things that are um, both you know, he writes both really analytically, but also really emotionally when he wants to. And I I just, you know, it's a great story. I think you should click on it in in the show notes as well. Um, Two more things I want to push you to uh, before you move on with your Friday. The Dallas Morning News, as always, continues to do really top-notch work. Brad Townsend wrote a story that was actually put out uh, on Wednesday, but I have a hard time reading. And it's a story about the, the culture shift with Jason Kidd's coaching staff. Uh, the, the story's called A We Culture. Jason Kidd's unwavering trust allows the Maverick staff to shine through the challenges. And I'm just going to read uh, two short gra- uh, paragraphs from Brad's story and then link it as well. This is their moment to decompress and assess what worked, what didn't. Kid mostly listens, all the while processing what collaborative message from the Mavericks team of coaches he will convey to the players in the locker room. This isn't a one-man show, Kid said. This is a group effort. Everybody has a part in this. Hopefully one day when they're head coaches, they'll treat their coaches the same way. That's from Jason Kidd. Guys, I well, number one, this is a really good story. Brad did an amazing job. Number two, it is nothing sh- short of remarkable what this sort of coaching turnaround has been for Jason Kidd. If you read the Giannis book put out by Mirren Fader, there are tons of stories about uh, a kid's time when he was with the Nets. Uh, He exiled one of his assistant coaches, uh, Lawrence Frank, who is with the Clippers now. Like there's some horror stories about Jason Kidd. I've heard some from people on his, from people on the Bucks staff up in Milwaukee, like, 
we're not like we're talking like not good dude stories like things that are bordering on like like really inappropriate like eh, inappropriate's a strong word uh, things that are bordering on just like insane stuff that would happen in any work environment so from him to go, him to go from that and then work a year like he was out of basketball for a year that's one thing that i think is sort of undercovered you know he didn't go from the bucks to the lakers he went from the bucks to not working he didn't work anywhere and then he went back with the Lakers and apparently was nothing short of amazing there. All their their uh, coaches and players and media spoke highly of him. So whatever he learned from these first two coaching stints, he's turned around and applied in a way that I just, I, I think is it's, it's undersold. Um, it's okay to make mistakes as long as you learn from them. And it really seems kid has in a way that has resulted in me and Josh and several other people saying we were wrong. Glad to be wrong. Want the Mavericks to succeed. Don't really care who the coach is. I'm glad they're succeeding. But anyways, click on this story. It's really, really good. Um, and then finally, the Dallas Morning News, uh, Callie Kaplan got a, a one-on-one uh, interview with Luca, and she writes a story around it. You know, Luca is so good at not saying anything. Um but it's still funny when I really like hearing him when he gives like slightly longer answers. Um, and it's, it's just a nice story. Uh, Luca says, I always say the most important thing to win a championship, the players got to love their role and the chemistry. Those two, those are two of the most important parts. Obviously all the basketball skills too, but I think we have, we, I think those things we have, and that's a really good sign um luca talking about role and and being content in a role is a really interesting thing for him to say out loud um i I think his first three seasons he's always sort of deferred he knows he's the best player he's always known he's the best player he plays with supreme confidence but you know, I'm going to be curious to to read into uh, and, and, you know, maybe not try to read into it too much, but just see what he does as he continues to like age and grow. I mean, he's still so young, but he, he he's a leader by default. And so it's it's interesting. Um, so, yeah, that story is also in the show notes. Well, that's that's pretty much all we have for this Friday morning. I say all we have, and I've been babbling at you all for for ten minutes. Uh, I, there will likely be another fee uh, uh, podcast on your feed later this afternoon. I'm going to try to nab his talk Franco. Might get Bobby Corrala to talk for a little bit. We will see. Uh, if you missed Josh and I's long, long pod, uh, we talked for like 40 minutes about the the Jazz and the Mavs. We had a good time. We talked about the series both with Luca and without. So if you haven't given that a listen, I hope you give it a, a chance. Uh, also, stop by Mavs Moneyball today. There are two, at least two articles, maybe as many as five that are going up today. So you'll have lots of Dallas stuff to consume. All right, guys, we're looking forward to Saturday in the first playoff game. Everybody enjoy their Friday, and we will talk soon.